Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. But I have to tell you that when the month started, something else occurred. Something else occurred which has made sure that myself and I would argue every masjid in Mecca, in Medina, in Al-Azhar, in Pakistan, every masjid, every Islamic gathering should be talking today about one issue and one issue alone. One issue alone, even though we're in this blessed month of Ramadan. Because doesn't Ramadan teach us to feel for our ummah? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he saw the blood of the Muslims being spilt, did he carry on as usual? No, he did not. And obviously that obvious issue is what is happening in Gaza. How can we not feel? How can we not hurt? How can we not feel distressed? Feel angry, feel upset, feel agitated by what is happening? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us in the Quran that he will test us. Do people just think we will leave them to say La ilaha illallah without testing them? And this has been a test. And the test is to see how do we react. So Ramadan started. And a few days into it, the bombing started in Gaza. The small, tiny piece of land. And the bombs were raining down from the skies. And people in the skies, people in those places are crying out. Where are the Arab rulers? Where is the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Where are you who claim to be of us? You who say that this was the first Qibla, that this is the land of Misra and Mihraj, that this is the land of Palestine. Where are you? So that is why we cannot carry on as business as usual, as if Ramadan is just about fasting and praying and that is it. It's about that and much more. What is the solution? The question that should agitate us. What is it we need to do? What is the duty of this one point something billion people to the slaughter in Gaza? There are many, many, many stories, many harrowing stories. One of those stories which you would know of is of one family in the early days of this bombing. One family, the Al-Batsh family. One family. 18, one, eight members of one family were killed in one go. 18 members. And they interviewed the boy afterwards. The boy who survived, he was down the road with one of his relatives. And he's speaking to the camera and there are tears in his eyes. And he said, my father, my father used to teach me. Who's going to teach me now? This is one case. There's the other case where there is a home, a house for disabled people. And these animals, these Zionist Israeli animals, they bombed it and they killed a disabled person in a home for the disabled people. This has been our Ramadan. And the question is, how do we react? And I have found a lot of good, a lot of positive in the reaction of the Ummah. A lot of khair, a lot of goodness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the feelings, the emotions of the Muslims all across the world. But also, I have found some worrying things, and we have to be very frank with each other. (coughs) The first point to address is what is the Islamic solution? This is the month where we recite, Shahru Ramadan al-Ladhi 
unzila fihi al-Qur'an. This is the month in which was revealed upon us what? The Qur'an. Why? Hudan lin-nas. As a guidance for mankind. Wa bayyinati min al-huda wal-furqan. It is a criterion to tell you what to do, what not to do, what is right, what is wrong, what is halal, what is haram, how to react, how not to react. So when we look at this issue, when we look at raising children, when we look at going to the bathroom, when we look at eating, when we look at fighting, when we look at marrying, when we look at ruling, any issue, this Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet has the answers. And one of the worrying things I have found for me and you is in this Ramadan, we've recited the verses that talk about this issue and sometimes there's been no discussion about those verses. What do they mean? What is it we're supposed to do? It has deceived this Qur'an sometimes. Don't get me wrong here, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it is as if it is only for recitation. Of course it is not. And this is not everybody. But you tell me in the Haram in Mecca and Medina, did they talk about what the Qur'an said? What are the verses our Qaris, our beautiful Qaris have stood in front of us all across the world they've recited? One of the verses they've recited in the early days of Ramadan is what? وَقَاتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ الَّذِينَ يُقَاتِلُونَكُمْ Fight, Allah says in Surah Al-Baqarah, 190. وَقَاتِلُوا And you should fight in the way of Allah, those who fight you. Are the Israelis fighting? Are they bombing? Do they send in their troops? Do they send fighter planes? Do they send in tanks? An army is waging war against the population. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the solution to this, you believers, what you should do, mobilize, move for, push each other for, is an army should confront an army. This is the Islamic solution. It's not something new to you. It's not something new to me. This is the solution from the Quran. And the Prophet ﷺ showed us practically in his time. You know the story very well of Banu Qaynuka. One woman, one, one, one Muslim woman, she went to the market of Banu Qaynuka, she sat down, and they took her jilbab, her dress, and they pinned it. And when she got up, her dress tore. They laughed at her, they humiliated her. One Muslim man, he saw this humiliation, he got up and he killed one of the people who humiliated her. And then they gathered and they killed the Muslim. So the news came to the leader of the Muslims, the Prophet of Allah. He gave us a sunnah. News came, one woman has been humiliated, one Muslim has been attacked. And he got the Sahabas together and he sent an army to Banu Qaynuka. This is the sunnah, this is the example. So clear. So what has happened this last few weeks? Have people even been mentioning this? Some have, but mostly not. Have they been mentioning that the Muslim army should move? The Islamic solution to end this issue once and for all is as Allah says in the Quran, as the Prophet wasallam showed us, as Salahuddin, who gathered the Muslims, united the Muslims, ranched against the Crusades, defeated them and cleaned Palestine of them. This is the example from Islam, so clear. Where are the voices for this? Where are the voices for this amongst us? The voices I have heard have been two things. We should give charity, we should make dua. This is what I've heard. Okay, okay, okay. Giving charity for the person who does it, 
reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you here in the UK feel the issue, you call a hotline, you donate, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you. May this count heavy on your scales on Yawm al-Qiyamah. May this be one of the things through which maybe the doors of Jannah are open to you. But this is not the solution when bombs are falling. Let's be frank. Let's be clear. So give your charity. Be connected to your ummah. I prefer people give than people don't give. The one who doesn't give does not care. This is a disaster. This is a disaster. The one I'm British. But this is your ummah. So the person who gives charity, this is a good action. But me saying it's a good action does not mean it is the Islamic solution to repel an armed aggression. One of the brothers involved in the charity work, I have respect for him, because he said a few days ago to people giving, he said they should stop giving, like to his charity, because he said the money cannot get in. For the money to get in, you need banks. You need people to cross in from Rafa. You need resources. The Egyptian government is closing the border. So tell people to give. Their money will get there maybe tomorrow, maybe the day after, inshallah. But we should not think in our minds that because I have given my 100, 200, 2,000 pounds, I have done my duty. This is not the issue for the government. And the issue of dua, for everything, every problem we face, two things go together. Action and dua, action and dua, action and dua. To say you make dua alone without action is the whispers of shaitan. This is the whispers of shaitan. If anybody says to you, brother, you have a problem, just make dua, don't do any action. This is illogical. This is not what was taught to us by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Did he wage jihad? Did he rule? Did he feed his ummah? Did he solve their problems? He did. Practical actions that Allah ordered, at the same time he made dua. The two are married together. And we have some of these big shuyuk in Saudi and these places. They come on the TV, they say, just make dua. And that's it. The issue is there should be an army sent. That's the issue. But this is a way they keep the ummah asleep. So we should make dua, we should make dua in our kulut. We should make more and more and more dua in this month. But let us be clear. Let us be clear and let us make dua for the real solution that these armies need to move because this is what is in the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet So that raises the question, why is it the armies have not moved? Is it that we don't have armies? Is it that we are cowards? No, no, no. This ummah has been blessed with men, with women, with iman, with people who long for shahada, insha'Allah. With people who want to be the descendants of Salahuddin. In Egypt, right next door, we have over 450,000 soldiers. Egypt has more than 200 F-16s. Saudi Arabia. In April this year, the 29th of April, Saudi Arabia carried out a military exercise. A military exercise, military war games with 130,000 troops. How many? 130,000 troops were involved. They called this military exercise Abdullah after the king. This government, it sent soldiers to Bahrain to defend a fellow royal, but not to Gaza.
In this military exercise, they put on display helicopters, Apaches, F-16s, modern weapons. Egypt, Saudi, Jordan. We could drown this place. But what we have today, we have rulers who abandon the Quran, who ignore the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and they brought their own sunnah, na'udhu billah. So when Gaza was being bombed, the Saudi king called for the United Nations to get involved. The Prophet, Allah said, وَقَاتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ الَّذِينَ يُقَاتِلُونَكُمْ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said in the hadith, إِنَّمَا الْإِمَامُ جُنَّةِ there is a hadith that says fasting is a shield. There is a hadith with similar wording that says the imam, the ruler, the khalifa is a shield. Innam al-imamu. Indeed, the imam, the khalifa is what? Is a junna. Yuqatalu min waraihi wa yuttaqabi. You fight behind him, you are protected behind him. He dispatches an army to defend you. And Imam Nawawi and many others have explained this hadith in detail. This is the sunnah, they established a new sunnah. And Sisi in Egypt, may Allah destroy his throne. The Israelis are bombing in Gaza, he closed the door to the prison. People cannot get out of Gaza for medical treatment, and troops cannot get in. Because this American lapdog decides to do the job of his masters. The solution is clear, that Muslims have armies these armies should move, and what we have today are rulers who prevent the armies of this Ummah moving. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqati, wa la tamutunna illa wa antu muslimun. O you who believe, you and I, we should fear Allah and ask Allah for forgiveness, and we should pray that we die, except as Muslims, aqawli qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين brothers and sisters we feel hurt we feel anger over the issue in Palestine the issue in Gaza over 800 before this khutbah over 800 at the end of this khutbah i don't know how many would have been killed maimed butchered it is not because we are weak it is not because we don't have men we don't have weapons it is because the armies have been chained. The armies should be released. This is the Islamic solution. And we, you and I, we have a role. We have a role. We have a very, very important role in this. We have a role to be those who push, who motivate one another, who motivate those people in the armies of the Muslims to disobey these rulers and obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To ignore, to abandon the sunnah of the rulers and go to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and sometimes people, when you say this, people look at you and they think you're crazy or something. No. This is what the Quran and the Sunnah says. This is the solution. When Islam says something is the solution, because it has not happened today or yesterday, does not mean you stop working for it. When you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because your dua is not answered the first time, does not mean you give up hope in Al-Rahman, Al-Aziz, Al-Mujib, that answers the dua that nobody else can. We should all join our voices. I speak to brothers from Egypt, brothers from Sudan, brothers from Saudi, brothers from Pakistan. And they all say to me, oh, my uncle is a colonel in the army. Oh, my brother-in-law is a, is, a, is a rear admiral in the navy. This is the army of the Ummah. 
These are our relatives. Maybe we have not reached them. You need to contact everybody you know in the army of the Muslims. Contact them, call them, visit them, go abroad and visit them. You need to speak to them. You need to open their eyes. You need to touch their iman with a, with a poke. You need to tell them to fear Allah. You need to say to them, they are trained people. How are they going to answer to our Rahman on Yawm Al-Qiyamah? How is it that they agree to be chained? They need to remove these chains and disobey these rulers. They need to move. And somebody will say, oh, but some of them are agents of America. Okay, maybe some at the top. But everybody in the Muslim army, one brother, he said to me something I have to borrow and use. One journalist asked him this question. You, you're saying Muslim armies, will they ever move? He said, look, somebody in one of the Muslim armies, he can answer to America. When America says do this or that, he answers to them. What says to you that one day he cannot answer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That he will not respond. We keep making dua, yes. But we have to contact the people. in the, We have to make sure that the khutbah in the haram, we should be questioning our scholars. Why aren't you speaking about the armies need to move and the rulers need to step aside? Imagine, just imagine, the khutbah all across the Muslim world is saying two things. The armies have to move to Gaza. The rulers who refuse their move have to step aside. Just these two messages. Everywhere the same message. Even the rulers will have to answer. Because people say, yes, why aren't you moving? These scholars now, some of them, it is as if they have lost their voice. And one of these Saudi scholars gets me angry. He's blaming the people in Gaza. The Prophet wasallam said, speak the truth or keep quiet. He did not shut his mouth. He's blaming the people in Gaza. People have been born. You're a scholar. You're on TV. You speak out. You mobilize the ummah. And then you will see movements. Then you will see action. We should continue to give our dua. Make them and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he will open the hearts of somebody, some sincere people in these armies of the Muslims to have honor and dignity like he gave to Salahuddin. We should make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we will be those who will raise our voices for this call. The ummah should be united. Under one imam, one khalifa, who will send the armies if these rulers will not? We should be those, keep giving your charity. Keep giving your sadaqah. Keep making dua for your ummah because there is good in this and it connects us to our ummah and this is very important. But never ever forget that what we have in Gaza is occupation. And Islam says the solution is liberation. Is that there is an army under a leader that moves to a jihad. And never ever think this is impossible. Last night in Salatul Taraweeh, one of the ayahs recited, which is all over the Quran, Wallahu ala kulli shay'in qadir. Wallahu ala kulli shay'in qadir. Is everything difficult for Allah? Is there anything that is difficult for Allah? Of course not. So we make the dua, we make the effort to move the ummah to call for the armies to move. And inshallah we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This ummah will see her badr. We will have our badr like the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did inshallah. A day the believers will be united under Imam as sincere khalifa who will lead us and will grant us victory by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah will grant us victory. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to aid our ummah in Gaza, Amen. to aid our ummah in Kashmir, Amen. in Afghanistan, in Shishan, in Iraq, in Syria, in Somalia. Amen.
We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this blessed month, on this blessed Yom al Jum'ah, that He accepts the dua of the believers. We ask Allah to free our necks from the fire, Ya Rabbil Alameen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from the fire, Ya Allah. We ask Allah to accept our qiyam, accept our siyam. We ask Allah that after this Ramadan, we are better Muslims than when we enter this month. We ask Allah to forgive us for our shortcomings. We ask Allah to open the hearts of the believers and unite them. We ask Allah to open the hearts of the people of power in our countries, those in the armies who have the power to move, that Allah makes a way for them to move. Allahumma rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi akhirati Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran Tafsir and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.